0: Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah.
1: (laughs) This is Anna Valenzuela, and on this podcast, you get to introduce yourself however you want, because sometimes we interview people that want to stay anonymous. Mm. So how would you like to introduce yourself? Uh,
0: I'll just go by my usual stupid stage name, Alex, just Alex.
1: Alex, just Alex. I'm a comedian.
0: Comedian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We met it before you die
0: yes yes alaska before you die
1: exactly and after being just in, calling
0: it before you die sounds it
1: does sound a little ominous like we're gonna walk out of here and just get hit by meteors um, or or
0: like it's a comedy festival for people who are terminally ill
1: <laughs> yo i bet those crowds would be awesome
0: there I, I i have i have a joke about a friend uh, really? and it's and it's good yeah but the first time i met her she came into my open mic here in Las Vegas, okay. and she got on stage talking about being terminally ill.
1: Whoa! Yeah. Wait, is she still alive?
0: No, she's not. No. I <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens. But yeah, know. that's but,
1: what. Wow. Um, but
0: I mean, she she comes in. She's dressed red glitter baseball cap because she's in chemo. Okay. Regular baseball cap. Get it. Red girl. glitter like dress, uh, and she had made eyebrows out of like sequins, uh, or it's more maybe it's all sequins or something. She looked like. <laughs> She
1: went full <laughs> she looked like Bradley. a
0: Christmas version of the Who's in Whoville with, if she's playing softball. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it was very fabulous.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, Good always she was great. I mean, she had always, I think she'd always been like a nudist and, and, and very free and everything. But once, you know, once the cancer was in, the, in play. Like I went over, <laughs> she had a birthday party. I went over her house. She's just naked. No one else is. Okay. But she's naked walking yeah. around the house. And uh, someone walks up and just has, holds out his hand and is like, want some of this? And and there's, there's like some gummies and stuff, and she's like, yeah, what's on them? Like, and just start popping drugs in her mouth indiscriminately, because she's just like, what do <laughs> I, I do yeah, she's yeah.
1: on the most extreme drugs. So she's on a bunch not? of things already. So a couple <laughs> gummies with LSD,
0: you know, not, we're, 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 we're on the menu for, for I wonder moment. what her oncologist thought. Like, does LSD <laughs> interact with
1: chemo? Yeah,
0: I don't, I, I don't wild. know. I don't that know. That is wild. Do you have any
1: recordings of her performing?
0: I, anybody? Don't. I
1: don't.
0: I don't. I mean, maybe somewhere, yeah. I mean, she only did it a few times. Okay. She was funny because, I mean, she's got
1: her good subject
0: matter. It was all about that. What was her full name? Uh, Well, it depends on what... She went by. Oh, God. It was what like was her it, was, it, was, it was like it was it was uh, Alia, and it was like her Facebook name was like Baby Butts or something like that. But I mean, I think she just went. I think when she was on stage, she just said her first name.
1: Good for
0: her. Uh, well, and she lives
1: on forever now in podcasting
0: fame. Also, yeah, and and my <laughs> and my joke. The point of my joke is that yeah. is, is that it, it, it's it's a trick on the audience a yeah. bit because. But it was what she first said that, and then as the host, I get off stage after I bring up the next person. I'm like. Do you mind if I joke about that? And she's like, I just did it for five minutes. Why not? Why of course. Not? I love it. Yeah. Do it. And I got up and just and brought up honestly that for some reason when she said she was, she had three months to live that it somehow made me more attracted to her.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that this was a disturbing realization because I thought I might have some fish and then I just realized I'm susceptible to limited time offers. And that's.
1: That's, that's, oh, that's the joke. Oh, I love. that. They ooh at
0: that, and oh. then I point out. Well, I don't care because it's true. And she used to love that joke. Oh. And that's the. And that's which just really was a natural defense. Like like yeah. people coming out. Like people. Yeah. and, I, and it, it came out naturally one time, and now it's it's really more of yeah. a punchline. Well, than the people rest try
1: to act so precious. Have you ever noticed how hot people are in the airport? Yeah. When you see a really attractive person in at the airport, okay, yeah. it's like more because. You're never gonna see that person ever again. That oh. is your first and only contact with the mysterious traveler, and then they're gone. That's true.
0: That's yeah. true. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, all humans do that. We're always. Is there something about like
0: scarcity? Oh, for sure. No, no, yeah, yeah. no. It's obvious why. Like yeah. the connection is. Yeah. Is That's there, so Awesome. So I did, and then when she was really like in hospice, I had a burlesque comedy so... show I was running, and I did sort of an extended set about that because I had a bunch of stuff that. I don't know. It's not as punchy as the other stuff, but just talking about yeah. You know, thought about like, you would think there'd be like a destination hospice in Vegas, right? Because like, <laughs> just, like people just being like, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah, really, like
1: shows and you know, just uh,
0: just your bucket list, just bucket list well, Costco. I'm saying, you know, what I mean? yeah. whatever, something like that. So
1: shooting range, hookers, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, you gotta have a magician, right. magician class, right? Comedy class, comedy club. Mm-hmm.
0: Big black dicks.
1: Huge black dicks. A room of black dicks.
0: (laughs) Even straight dudes, just because you gotta see one in person, you know? (laughs) Like the Grand Canyon. You see so many pictures.
1: You gotta see one in person. My, my friend, I have a, one of my gay, like, one of my gay, he's, he's a, a best friend, but he's also, he happens to be gay. Okay. And he's super into, like, kiki stuff and, like, fisting and everything. And he told me this hilarious story. I told him... Is this it, where
0: this podcast usually goes? It this goes anywhere it, it okay. wants. It
1: goes anywhere it wants. Okay, great. And so there's this, like, <laughs> he told me this great story, and I wish, if he ever started comedy, we'd all be worshipping at his feet. Okay. He... He told me the story, he like loaned one of his like fisting friends. He's a top, so we yeah. left him with gifts. He left okay. him with yeah. large things to put in butts. Right, sure, yeah. And so the, he sort of broke it off with this guy and the guy because the guy was being kind of weird. And so
0: Well <laughs> wait, I wanna
1: uh, Yeah, I, I being, feel
0: like I want to hear about how he was yeah. being weird, but anyway. Yeah, oh, oh, possibly oh, drugs,
1: just being oh, okay. weird. Just being okay. weird. Like you didn't believe, like this a beautiful like transactional quality about sex and cake and stuff it's like really interesting yeah
0: I, it's okay practical. yes it's very sure practical. no that and makes so, sense
1: so he was like hey man like I don't I don't think we're gonna see each other anymore mm-hmm. and he's like I just like to pick up my stuff and he was like listen I'm really busy I'm just gonna uber a bag of your things back to you and so I get this call and he says so I just got ubered a bag of dicks like an actual bag of gigantic Black dicks, and that's what that. That's was a good. End.
0: That's like a good. It's the home game.
1: It's the exactly. It's, the part, it's
0: your parting gift.
1: The parting gift. Thanks for playing. And strangely, a set of car keys. He goes, I threw a set of car keys I randomly had in there just in case the Uber driver thought it was weird. And the car keys had like a LA fitness key tag on it. Yeah. And so I just met him and then we went to the LA Fitness and we I dropped it off at the kiosk at the oh. kiosk, like I think somebody oh. dropped their keys and then we just like washed our hands at the affair.
0: I hope literally. because I mean you have to <laughs> where were those you keys. To. Those keys were up someone's ass is right. what the Exactly. Is. <laughs> well for a while it was yeah, anyway.
1: It's very it's very funny. Um, but that's what I thought of when you said a room of giant black dicks for everybody to see. Yes. I was thinking, we were talking about this last night, how it's interesting Vegas crowds are very, they're very fascinating when it comes to like, some sex stuff, they like dirty, they seem to really like dirty. Uh, I noticed being on shows with other women, sometimes they get a little weird about pussy talk, but they're all down for dick talk, oh, that's and all we want to hear about is just straight men and their dicks. Yeah, it's, Well, <laughs> so the Vegas
0: crowd is uh, just a slice, straight slice of America basically, right?
1: Yeah, it's everybody. And
0: it's, because uh, it's whoever shows the hell up to Vegas, right? And right. that and there's an ebb and a flow with different conventions being in town. Those kind of a powerful effect, right? Like one of our biggest ones is SHOT Show. That's like a huge gun convention. Oh. That's going to bring a different crowd out. When the rodeo here is here, so that brings hats. a different crowd out. Yeah, there's lots so many of
1: cowboy hats. There's
0: a lot of cowboy hats all of a sudden, yeah. right? Like the South Point, we were at the Dirty at 1230. Yes, 1230 shout out, yeah. great show. 1230 a.m., Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, starred by Ralphie May and Gabe Lopez. Gabe now runs it.
1: Yeah, Gabe is great.
0: Um, and it's it's uh, it's a hot show. It's yeah. I'm mean, going pack yeah. But all of a sudden, that's all cowboy hats
1: Whoa. when the rodeo is there because they
0: have they have rodeo facilities at the South Point. That's They've got insane. equestrian but facilities. That makes sense. That makes yeah.
1: sense. I don't think
0: they call them equestrian. That they they probably say rodeo. Here, that like, sounds a little fancy.
1: It's a goddamn rodeo. You ever
0: been to a rodeo? Uh, yeah. Well, I was. Yeah, I was in Houston. I went to the rodeo there, oh, and okay. I saw. Um, I saw. Once I talk to people, it it really seems very abusive at first when you see some of the stuff that's going on with the animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know some of the stuff, but um, like the bucking broncos, it looks like they're hurting them with the thing, but it really, it's like, it just kind of scratches them, and it's a signal. Yeah. And they're actually, they're not even trying to get them off their back. It's a coordinated thing to look impressive like they're trying to get them off. Yeah. Right? The bulls are a different thing. The bull, I'm rooting for the bull every time. Every time. And then mutton busting was adorable. Know what
1: that is. Yes, I do. I grew up in a town with very—it was a okay. super small town—and we had rodeo twice a year. And they had—they had mutton bussing, and then they had animal scramble, which was basically baby animals. They would release it into <laughs> a cake. You just release it into the ring, and a bunch of children, like little baby, like rodeo people, would run out, <laughs> and whatever you caught, you got to keep. My parents never let me do it. Oh no. They were like, "Yeah, we can't handle it if you bring home a sheep." Yeah.
0: You have to have a farm to make <laughs> that to viable. Farm. We
1: were not. We were in the. We were in the in the one like housing development in the tiniest town.
0: Well, you know, when you trade when you trade futures on the stock market, sure. this may seem like a departure at first. But you know, you trade oil or cattle or whatever, right? Yeah. If you buy a futures contract yeah. and you let it actually expire rather than selling it, so that the people who want cattle and oil, if you're an investor, can do it, then they will ship cattle to you. Like the market calls you up and says, "Where do you want your ten thousand head of cattle?"
1: What? Yeah, and this what?
0: happens to people. People fuck up and they don't close. They, their, their futures contract closes rather than them selling it. Uh, and then, and then when they go uh, nowhere, I don't want them. <laughs> what do you mean? There's companies that will take it off their hands for them at a substantial fee. Because they screwed up. They to, they, well, they have to lose part of the value. Yeah, they have to give them part of the cut basically. Yo. So I'm just saying, there's probably you could sit in the parking lot at that event and get some cheap baby animals from parents who don't want to bring them home and will be like, well, I'll give you the you know buy the kid a fifty dollar. Crazy ice cream experience, or something. But, exactly. Yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: That's,
1: <laughs> luckily for my parents. I'm always too. looking for
0: opportunities. You
1: gotta look for the opportunities. <laughs> I was also a very uncoordinated kid, so there was no way I was going to catch anything. I was just going to be that one kid, like, like in the middle of <laughs> like, crying. Oh, and I
0: didn't
1: catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing Santa? Five and a half years. Hey, I'm right behind you. I've been okay.
0: doing it about four, four and a half. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, right Always, not always in L.A., though, you say? Not
1: that. always. Well, no, I, I started in Los Angeles, which is kind of crazy. Yeah that's, yeah,
0: that's a bad idea, I would even know what it, I'd say. You
1: know what? I would, I would, would, not, I I would literally
0: recommend against it when people talk <laughs> to me. Seriously. <laughs> to I mean. be fair,
1: more Orange County and Long Beach. Okay. And so, okay. It, you know, what's funny. You had given me, uh, we'll do an off-the-record sort of thing. You had given me a warning about a comic last night. Yes. Do you know he had done that to a comic in Long, in Orange County, and we, that's why he can't get booked down there?
0: I did not know. Yeah, that. and there's I some in county if he walked in, he could get beat
1: up by a I
0: mean, state. I thought I, I wasn't I wasn't sure he could leave the state. Yeah, I mean, cuz he took a plea. Uh-huh. Yeah, you didn't get nothing for it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, shout out to the joke that reveals his real name and not his stage name. Have
0: you heard that joke? <laughs> no, I no it's it. hilarious. Okay. Yeah, anyway. she goes.
1: Yeah, she goes hard, and it's really okay, fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really enjoying your scene. I'm really enjoying this this whole area. Like everybody has been really really cool and it's yeah. been really really
0: fun. So I started here. I mean, I basically went hit a mic. I hit one mic in Boston before I moved here. I don't really? count it. I don't okay. Okay and you know i did i did like i went to this one mic in chicago for a few months in 2000. yeah you know because i went in there and they were like oh we have a mic comedy night." and i've done a couple sets in a talent show basically wow. in high school i was like oh i'll do my high school set i didn't know about getting up or showing up early to sign up so i showed up when they said it was happening because they didn't know right. i wanted to go on that so the guy was like i guess i could squeeze you on at the end of the list and I, yeah. wait, and I sit through everyone else all night i'm like this is weird and then i just do my high school jokes uh, you know, which it wasn't long after that for me. So it was, you know, it was like before I graduated in '96. Amazing. Um, and, uh, and after I get off stage, the bartender's like, Oh, I know you were going to perform. Your drinks are free. Like, oh, all of them.
1: That's not in LA. Like, they're, free, fr- they're like, If you want to perform, I know. You have to buy 12 drinks and they're all
0: $85. Well, anyway, I told her <laughs> I'd be there every week and I was, and I never changed my jokes or anything. I literally was doing time to get beer. Basically,
1: Hilarious. in my
0: mind, and it was kind of fun. And but you were
1: polishing; you were doing what you're actually supposed to do. Yeah, well, yeah, jokes. but I wasn't
0: really. I was, I was just hanging out. I didn't have anything better to do on a Wednesday. Um, but I mean, I drank like fifty bucks worth of MGD every time.
1: Hilarious. And
0: that was awesome. Uh, and then I, I became friends with the, the host of it, you know, and we'd go smoke a joint with Hatchback and and whatever. Okay. But l- this is this is how much things have changed, though. Let me just say. So that was two thousand. To my knowledge, and again, I hung out with one of the hosts of the mics, and we went to one other one, and then there was one kind of further in the suburbs. Okay. But in Chicago, even if you're willing to drive, there were three mics a week.
1: Wild. Now Chicago's like the most, one of the most popping scenes I, in the I had, a
0: guy, I had a guy three years ago come to my mic, and he said he did 21 mics in a week. I mean, he was doing... Like he yeah. literally did 20, like three
1: that, that'll or 20 more like
0: 20. Yeah. Yeah. It was maybe a bit much. I was always um, told
1: to stay over six, under 10,
0: yeah? like six to 10. Okay. So you don't
1: blow your brains out with craziness, but I exceeded it. I made 10 my minimum and then would exceed from there.
0: Because um, I was I, like
1: try to get good fast.
0: I am a, I'm a proponent. I don't know. I hear everyone say just give as much stage time as possible. Mm-hmm. That's a thing, especially early on. I think early on, especially if you are having trouble just if you're just trying to steal yourself on stage, if you're trying to just get yeah. more of a presence and that's an issue, right? right. I think that is the case. Right. I think that is the right thing to do, just just pushers just be up there as much as possible to right. so you're comfortable but I you think, and I
1: started older and I think yes, that that's the difference there's a difference like there you can't hurt me I'm an adult
0: a bit yeah And, I, and, I was, <laughs> and I, but, that, but that's what the, the, yeah. the excuse for going into it for me was that was let's just uh I just I, I speak publicly as a software entrepreneur okay. I was doing that and really? I noticed I was better than your average You know, person who types in the computer all day, yeah, Yeah, talking.
1: You make eye contact. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, but I mean, when I was on stage, there was still, and I've never been afraid of getting up on stage or anything like that. There's never anxiety beforehand. It's not like there's not some level of stress or something going on in my head where, you know, I wasn't as present as I could be. And I wasn't able to make eye contact and adapt to the audience as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was kind of doing it, but in in sort of, I wasn't fully present. And so I knew from the little bit of stand-up I'd done, that's the most brutal thing to try and get yourself comfortable up there in front yeah. of the audience. And so I did it. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's and it's something I'd always wanted to do. I yeah. mean, really pretty much since there was a 1995 Young Comedian Special in Aspen, you can find it on YouTube. Okay. It has Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle... David Tell and Harlan Williams, I think, yeah. are the other two.
1: Yeah. But and I mean, they're all young, I mean, men. I mean, Chappelle
0: and Louise Gay in 95, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, wow. and I would do a couple of their jokes on, like, the football bus. You know, not trying to say they were mine, but, like, theirs. But, and, and I, and they were subject matter that is very uncomfortable for Maine high schoolers. Yeah. Like, it hasn't aged well. <laughs> Louis's, no. joke, Louis's joke is not aged well. Uh, the one, but it was about. He, he's basically sort of at the end screaming a, a homophobic slur, and but like being yeah. like, "I'm the gayest man alive" or something. That's so and, funny. and if and and in '95 in in Maine, if if that joke had not gone over well, that would be my new nickname. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like boy, it was yes. it was a little bit date. But I saw him like, "Oh, I can get uncomfortable ideas in people's yes. heads this way," and it was really cool. So something I'd always wanted to do, but I that's that's what made me do it.
1: Amazing. Was
0: I was going to speak at South by Southwest. Um, again, I wanted to see what I could do to ramp up to that.
1: Okay, yeah. so what did you do in the software world?
0: Uh, I had a product, well, I mean, I was just a coder for a while and everything, right? And then I had a business partner come to me with an idea for a product for poker players. Oh, wow. Um, that just, it's basically like a set of utilities for serious poker players that made playing many tables at once much more easy.
1: Okay, that's us That's awesome.
0: Anyway, so that's still I got a little trickle of money from that still from a long time. Good ago. for you. That's um, nice. Yeah. So, so. Yeah.
1: So with your like life the way it is, like the whole trajectory of it, how do you experience surrender? Like something's not going your way, how do you pivot? Like how do you experience it?
0: Mm, that's a good question. Is this the first of twelve questions now? Okay, yeah, that seems very. We'll see how I. Look. <laughs> I've done this
1: before. Yeah, like, I, you're I guess. Be my one hundredth episode, by the way. Oh my god, Did that's. You know
0: that? That's cool. No, that's awesome.
1: Congratulations. If anyone asks
0: me, I'll be able to remember that. I'll say you, I'm episode 100. You win a toaster oven. I'm a minimalist. I don't want it. Let's donate it. Let's donate the toaster oven. How do I experience surrender? Um, Amazing. Interesting. I'm trying to think of the last time I really. I mean, in a lot of ways, I I try to fail fast. I mean, that's kind of a software and entrepreneur thing. Uh, meaning that, I'm, like that. I, I, I'm eager, I'm eager to surrender. I'm looking for a chance to surrender often right. because it's life's too short to work on something that no one wants. So, I, I mean, a big part of it is I think I try and come in humble and with, I don't want to say low expectations, I try to come in with realistic expectations that I want empirically... Uh, uh, to be evaluated in an empirical way right. so I came into comedy like I said I finally sort of had a reason to do it that was professional
1: okay
0: my expectation and literally I was doing the opposite of what you're supposed to do for that purpose I was going to one open mic at the hard hat lounge here in Vegas <laughs> and um, uh, and really it was like a place for construction workers to drink during the day right. that's why I was called that back in the day and real dive. Uh, has one of those classic, there's, these, there's this classic muralist who has murals around LA though. Okay. In a couple, like, he's got some around Pasadena or something, and one of the murals is also at the Arkham. Oh, rad. Yeah, it's, it's this weird thing, seen pirates or something. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, that
1: makes sense. So, anyway,
0: <laughs> I forget the name of the person. People like his stuff though, and it's weird to find, one. I, I knew his, I'd seen his stuff in bars there, and then I come to Vegas and like the first bar I'm in. Is. Oh, okay, crazy. I anyway, I was at the Hard Hat Lounge, and I would just I would do different jokes every time. Okay. Maybe if I had some one-liners that worked, I would try one. But it was the same comics every time too, and like almost no real civilians in the room. Okay. Or if they are here, one of the things you get in Vegas, we're in Dino's uh, lounge right now. The
1: last neighborhood bar in Las Vegas. That's what it
0: says. Yeah, it's, it's one of the oldest running bars. They yeah. actually have kind of a, like I think if you look at their documents, it's like they've got it by a. Someone else has it by like a few hours or something. <laughs> I don't know. something really like that. Funny. So there's a bit of dispute there or something. But it's a really fun place. Great karaoke. Yeah, the place cool. in the country for karaoke in my yeah. mind. But that's,
1: it's a nice departure from like the busyness. I've been in a hotel all week or like a, a casino hotel all week. So oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice departure from the like... Yeah.
0: From oh, well, it'll be crazy tonight for karaoke. Oh, that's
1: awesome.
0: But we can see I was drunk in the month February a few uh, oh. months ago. That's just just because I live next door. So I'd come in on the way out or the way <laughs> oh, home.
1: Ah! And then
0: they have a ballot, and you get them filled out, and then, yeah, you get on the wall. And I have a t-shirt that's a precious t-shirt. Anyway, so, (laughs) so back to why I'm, how I experience surrender, in in, in that I'm, in that I preemptively am looking for it. So I came in trying to just do different jokes to make it just as hard on myself as possible on stage, basically. And I had very few expectations about that. And I had some stuff that was working, but whatever.
1: Cool.
0: South by Southwest happens in March, right? Uh... I don't see any of the people I used to live in Austin. I don't see any of the people I know there because South by ruins everything, right. and they all leave town because they can they can yeah. Airbnb their apartment for five hundred bucks a exactly. night. Exactly. So I come back just to see friends in Austin, like a month later, and um, and my friend Ella Gale. Uh, Do you know Ella? Yeah, yeah. We're, we were friends before comedy, just in Austin. Love yeah. Her. So Ella Gale had gotten started like six months before I did, and really was part of the reason that it even occurred to me, I think.
1: Yeah. You know? She's so And, funny.
0: and she's also, was, yeah, crushing him. I mean, she was, what, two and a half years in when she got third place in Funniest Person in Austin? Yeah. Hilarious. Look her up. Uh, that Funniest Person in Austin set in particular is really, really yeah. good still, um, even though it's a few years old now. Uh, so. Uh, she, I think, told me where some of the mics were, and it was my first chance to do my best five. I literally never tried to be like, what are the best five minutes of all these right. jokes I've done? Right. Uh, because again, it was always for the same people. I think I overestimated how good people's memories were also. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I don't yeah. think changing it up matters that much sometimes yeah. as we think it does, but. Yeah. And then some people offered to book me. You know, I, I, I had some good sets at these mics, and I oh, had yeah. some people go like, oh, I'll put you on my showcase next time you're down. And so then I came back, and I said, maybe I should take this more seriously, and I started going to more mics. And actually trying to work on stuff. Yeah. And then I had, my I kind of fell into my first book set um, just by being someone out supporting and someone offered it to me. And I was like, I didn't even think I was ready for that. But he had me close out the show. I mean, it was still just a showcase. I think I did 10 minutes. And it went really well. Like in a way that's yeah, yay, but also in that, you know, how when people have their first mic, it goes really well. Sometimes people literally kill it at their first mic. Yeah, yeah. And then they chase that for years.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. Right? And that was my, that for, it was like a year and a half before I had a set, videoed or not, that approached what that felt like. Wow. So that was, I mean, they were okay. Yeah. But it was never like, I was like, where's that great, where's that greatness? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. That but
0: overall, right. yeah. what I'm trying to get at is I think a lot of people come into this and they want, they don't want to lose hope.
1: Yeah.
0: So they enforce some level of delusion or optimism. And I'm comfortable being in the position of, I don't know, if, if I suck at this, I'll just stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I want to be, yeah. or, or, or whatever it is. I mean, where do I go from here in comedy, right? I, gotta, I, I have to run little experiments to see well. What is my niche and where can I find so whatever the next step needs to and be?
1: Practical about
0: it. Well, and yeah, and, and 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 it's an entrepreneurial principle That's to try and awesome. fail fast through experimentation. To try and That's awesome. rather rather than thinking I'm 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 some genius with a vision that everyone wants, you validate right. it in the market with the customers.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: So like so here's another thing. Comedian to comedian praise is yeah. so right. like worth, I mean, good set, right? We all know, people make fun of this, good set, everyone says good set when you get off stage, if you run a show, they're doing it to kiss your ass, maybe, they're just doing it to be a nice person, they don't mean, like, if I want to say good set, like, I will go up, I will wait a little bit, go afterwards and be like... That kicked ass. That was great. Like, I'll say something besides good set to make you you know that it's sincere in any way. Because I feel like it's just so empty, usually, you know?
1: Sometimes when people give me a good set and I know it wasn't my best set, I'll say, because they might think, oh, that was really good. They don't know that's not my best. So what I'll say is, oh, you're so kind.
0: Oh, I'll say that anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, no, no. I'll, like I'll, I'll take do. it well. They I'm talking like you. other comics where yeah. it's just kind of like, it's, yeah. it's like you're supposed to. And I'm like, why? You know the difference.
1: Why? Yeah. I'll tell
0: you you have a good set if you have yeah. a good set. I don't want that to be wired down. Because of that though, and this sounds, this sounds like capitalists, like heartless capitalists, the things that have meant the most to me, like in my heart, have often involved money in comedy and people giving me more than what they promised. Or that some is. more than yeah. they needed to, because yeah. I know no one's doing that. Right. No one's doing that just to like be nice. You know For what real. I mean? Yeah. So if someone, if a booker, if a producer pays me like one fifty when they promise me a hundred, and says great job, I'm like, oh my, like I feel it in my heart. Yes. <laughs> I feel the extra fifty dollars in my heart yeah. because I know what's behind it is real recognition. It's tangible evidence yeah. of your greatness. Yeah, because yeah, right. everyone, everyone else is just trying to be nice, and I'm like, that's cool, but. I don't know what to do with it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so I think I think that's that's the general. I'm. I generally try to. I don't know someone told me someone who was actually Buddhist told me that I I'd be good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think I go in. I try and have minimal expectations on that's things. That's good. And just see where. It's, and it doesn't mean I don't try hard. Yes. You know, it doesn't mean I don't have like goals you cha- and you things. Take yourself
1: out of it. But I do it very small. Themselves.
0: It's a very small thing. It's like I yeah. want this show to go well. Yes. I don't have something, If, if I, I don't have some idea of if I'm a year from now, I'm not doing this, that I'm a failure or something. Right. Uh, right. Maybe I should. I don't know. I should have missed maybe some longer term goals, but in a nebulous way. Because yeah. you don't know what they're going to be, you know?
1: Exactly. It's know. a very 12-step approach, by the way. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very much like you take yourself out oh, right. of expectations. You adjust yeah. just for today, like one oh. day at a time. It's very, very Yeah, simple. I do
0: that. Yeah. So I don't know what, I don't know what in my growth in my youth in my development got yeah, me there but that's kind of the there. way i generally operate
1: yeah that's awesome yeah. what's been sort of your most insane moment in that journey like good uh, insane bad insane
0: in comedy or in anything just in, or in, is, anything. in just life the in same moment good insane or bad insane. Like okay um like... so an insane moment has to like mm-hmm. logic breaks down <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, what is happening? What's
1: happening?
0: Right? Yeah. yeah so what is that? I what is that, been been that was my thing? Yeah. Oh, so something that blew know. my mind. Um. So, the place. Six months in, I started my own open mic okay. at, at the dive bar. Oh, it's yeah. literally called that, Maryland and mm-hmm. Flamingo, um, here in Vegas. And then. Uh, I learned from Stanhope came to Vegas and he was like, come party at the sports book at the palace afterwards. I'll just be there. Yeah. He just sort of broadcast that.
1: Yeah.
0: I went there and I was, just, you know, I was getting a drink and he but I was up to bar next to me. I say, hi, I say, I'm a fan. He says, um, he tells me, uh, I say, I, I run an open mic at a shitty dive bar and he uh, says, oh, where is it and we figure out that that was the first place he ever did comedy but like two bars ago right so then i begin a process of like basically just harassing his management to be like we have to do a we have to do a 25th anniversary show there come on it's gotta be awesome right so we did that so i kind of helped put that in motion i wouldn't say i produced it because his people produced it but uh it was awesome i mean that was insane that was insane already right um uh i mean if i had talked to the reporter that was there more I think I, I think they would have dropped my name in the New Yorker because it was mentioned in, in a New Yorker article what? on him right which is like what's what's a worse stage credit could you imagine like <laughs> like for your average comedy audience as seen in the it, New Yorker in the New Yorker <laughs> you
1: know what in LA I would, you know what you should use that that's fine <laughs> it's I, like I'm that. Not that. I like that it was a
0: show I helped set up was mentioned that's too much that's it's too so much. great that's so great but the insane moment I'll say this the insane moment I think was um, so then He put on that live podcast from the end of the world on election night, 2016. Yeah. Uh, And so I drove out to LA. It was at the the store. Yeah. And uh, that was just, let me just say wild, because no phones. Right. No phones out. And I thought they would have like some projection of CNN behind them or something with all the the breakdowns of the maps. I'm a real database guy. They had nothing. They had Bill Burr with a laptop facing him and Bill Burr's frustrated by technology. He's just sitting there going, uh, Mich- Why do they have- <laughs> Michigan's like a like a Band-Aid color, I want to say. <laughs> ah, that's a <laughs> like, so really funny right? but he's, he's Everyone's like,
1: America's grumpy ass
0: dad. So, so no one knows what's happening, really. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. I knew the math on the Electoral College, and as soon as they started saying where she was in a couple of states, I was like, oh my God.
1: I knew by 7 o'clock.
0: Trump's going to win.
1: Yeah.
0: No one around, people around me were like, yeah. what are you talking yeah. about? I was like, I'm saying you better start preparing yourself for this. And you know, yeah. cut to like hours later, they're just bawling openly around me. <laughs> I've already oh. somewhat dealt with it, but then, uh, uh, Stan's manager sees me and is like, "Why? Why don't you backstage? Come on back." And like, oh. and so we go into that like the little back bar, um, and we're hanging out. And then months later, uh, someone posts in the comedy group, or like tags me in a post on Facebook, going, "Alex, is this you?" Uh, and there was a photo yeah. on, on Earl Skakel's Twitter feed. I've seen the photo. See photo. Yeah, and I'm in the upper corner of it, oh, cool. and I didn't even know. Like, I'd forgotten. It was real late at night. I'd forgotten. I didn't even want to be. I was sitting there. I was sitting there being like, I wasn't on the show or anything. Yeah. You know, I don't want to horn in. And then, uh, and then uh, Carrie Mitchell, who, who bartends at the store, yeah. was like, do you see who's in this photo? Get in this photo. So that's that's what like, I'm up in the corner kind of peering. <laughs> and I looked Photoshopped in. And I saw, and like, seeing that, was, you know, it's got, like, Rogan and Burr and Stanhope yeah. and, 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 uh, uh, I mean, it's nuts. It's, it's nuts who's in that photo. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that is me. Neat. So, That's I know, that so was a, cool. that was a, like, that, like, broke my brain a bit, I yeah. guess. And the path there was very interesting. You're doing so it. So, I feel like that was, yeah. You're that. in the
1: world. You're doing it. You have evidence.
0: It's one of the cool things about this. that We can be where we're at. Yeah. And... We didn't get into this because we weren't comedy fans. Of course we are.
1: Yes. And
0: and it's a small industry of people who can make this work on any level, even like where we've gotten to. Uh, So we get to like rub elbows with actual. I mean, people that otherwise we consider celebrities, and now we kind of have to say they're colleagues. Yeah. Right. You know.
1: It, It bums me out when I hear comedians say they don't like comedy.
0: Who says that?
1: I've heard it. I've definitely really? heard it, yeah. And I'm like, that hurts that hurts me. That hurts my what heart. do they mean?
0: Because they don't mean that. I hear what they, I hear that they're saying that. They don't watch that. it. They don't
1: listen to it. They don't watch it or listen to it. it. They're okay. fans of other things, They weren't like beforehand? The I don't, I don't How know. do you get into
0: it without that? That's I very interesting. That I, I, a I, I hear people time. say I don't watch it because I, 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 I don't want to like jokes infecting my head. You know what I mean? And they see enough live comedy. Like I see so much live comedy that yeah. I watch less comedy than I did, I think. Like, yeah. I, like like on Netflix yeah. and stuff I watch this I
1: make myself listen to albums because I think that that's fertilizer for the joke process but I try to monitor myself that I'm not parroting somebody else's joke Right. So I have a good from doing roasting I have a good memory
0: for other people's some jokes some people's brains though they'll never they'll know sponge. yeah and so yeah I mean Bill Burr the Dawn's podcast talks about that a lot I hear Stan Oak talk about it, though like I don't want like yeah. he talks about how many times he's like texted someone some other comic in a panic going is this your bit doesn't come up with something. You I've know run I mean?
1: outside during a show and been like, did you hear that tag on this joke? It kind of reminds me of a line from your album. Does that cut too close? Are yeah. we cool? And they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't even think about that. Okay. But it's good to yeah. have a good brain for that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think
0: some people don't. And so, yeah. so, so I've heard people go, I don't ever watch comedy because now that I'm doing it, I'm going to steal jokes by accident. Culpable, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: liability kind of yeah. a situation. How do you make decisions in your life?
0: I, I think, like I think we've questions. seen a bit of this. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. You're yeah, systematic. You're a systematic, You're a systematic oh, guy. So. Yeah. You're know, yeah. like no
1: existential freakiness about it. It's just like, well, what's logical? Let's do the next indicated thing.
0: Well, you gotta have, I mean, guts gotta drive something a little bit, right? So yeah. I was, I was, I dropped out of school and went back. Okay. Um. I, I went to uh. A fancy science school, and it was hard, and I was like, Oh no, school's hard all for the first time. And I dropped out, and so I didn't know why it. I was there, you know. Yeah. And then I remember a couple of my friends who were uh, mathematics majors as freshmen trying to explain to me what mathematics was at this level,
1: right? Even
0: and it's I, just, um, just wizardry, yeah, kind of yeah. really. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, in a way. Um, there's a there's actually a sci fi series written by Charles Strauss where upper level mathematics opens up like it becomes it? magic. It becomes it opens up like cracks. What's the name of it?
1: Like, I live for a good sci fi novel.
0: Oh I mean no, it's like a twelve book series, so I don't even know what the series okay. is called. I know the oh, yeah. the I'm trying to think of one of the books. It's on my phone. I can I can look it up. We'll talk. But anyway, oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, But yeah, there's no, no good, mathematics in that. Like, literally, like, it's like, oh, sorry, you were all turned into vampires because someone solved this elliptical equation. <laughs> like, it would oh, call, my God, I love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. But the vampires are really, it means you're infected with these multidimensional parasites and whatever. What? Yeah, it's not like, but, but it, it makes you a vampire, sort of. Anyway, oh. so then. In this
1: reality, it just
0: makes you a television executive. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> we got the. We're, <laughs> we're roasting Hollywood here. Don't let the. We don't care what the industry thinks. Um, <laughs> so I read this book uh, while I was dropped out uh, called Godel Escher Bach okay. and Eternal Golden Braid.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Douglas Hofstetler. Okay. I and mean, one of the most ab- amazing books ever written. It's about recursion. Okay. Um, self-reference. Okay. Uh, and it's written in the style of Lewis Carroll. So okay. it alternates between like... Uh, dr- like like a screenplay kind of style dialogue sure. between these various characters and then prose about... He's comparing M.C. Um, Escher, okay. right? Because a lot of his drawings, like the hand yeah. drawing itself and everything, right? And then Bach, Bach's fugue, um, uh, sort of his the style of his music is self-referential. Yeah. The patterns refer to themselves as sort of snaking its own tail stuff. Yeah. And then this mathematician, Kurt Godel, who uh, actually... Do you know the liar's paradox? Mm, Uh, Refresh.
1: This statement is a lie. Okay. Ah, So if it's true, it's a lie. If it's a lie, it's It's true, true. and it's a paradox, right? Okay.
0: Kurt Gödel found a way to encode mathematically. This statement is unprovable. And what you had at the time, the climate in mathematics at the time, was the Russell and Hilbert program, uh, Bertrand Russell and whatever Hilbert's first name, where they were like, they had just they learned the computers were coming. We knew we knew, like, not physical, like, we knew, they had theories of computation. Okay. Right? You know, computers used to be people that yes. did math, right? right? Okay. yeah. So, before we had what we view as computers, they already had a lot of theory on computing, and they knew that eventually they'd be able to have something where they could turn a crank and have it work out logic. Yeah. And if they, if they could make mathematics true down to the basics of logic, yeah. that eventually they would have something that could turn a crank and it would tell you if anything is true or false. Yeah. Moreover, it could generate every true statement. And all of a sudden we would sort of be able to mechanically do math and discover what's true in the world. Right? And so this was their program. They said, if we can, let's get mathematics down to this base rock of truth. And then once we have computing, we will eventually solve all the things.
1: Easy.
0: And Kurt Gödel comes along and goes, well, you're sure that everything that's true is provable. You're assuming that everything that's true can be proven. And they were like, well, no shit. And he was like, well, no, not no. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, the smartest people in the world had never asked this question. And when he did ask the question, they were kind of like,
1: well, what do you mean? What do you even mean? (laughs) And he's
0: like, I'll show you. And it's a complicated thing. I won't go into here, but he basically encodes in mathematics. He he allows math to talk about itself by encoding the symbols of mathematics into numbers. So the equation can talk about another equation. And it states, this is not provable. And, and he proved, and this has been upheld and everything, there's been examples found now, he proved that in any system complex enough to describe any reasonable amount of mathematics, there are statements right, that may be true, but you could never prove that they're true or false. Wow. And it just basically was like, so sorry, your dreams are all a lie. Right. <laughs> to, to, okay. To what, to what the Russell Hilbert program was attempting. Okay. It proved it was completely impossible. Okay. And, and he proved you could get a bunch of things, but you're never going to prove everything.
1: Right. Do so you read a novel about these three? Kind of. It's hard to it's
0: hard to call it a novel, but okay. it's you know what I mean it's a, yeah. no it's it's a it's a nonfiction book a non- with these fictional interludes of Lewis Carroll style wow. characters that illustrate things. Like for example, you find out after you read one of the dialogues between Achilles and the tortoise and the hare. Those are the three early okay. characters. Right. Um, that uh, uh, the way their dialogue the. the Who's been talking and when yeah. has followed the style of a fugue as you've been reading it, Whoa. and you then learn that as he describes what that style is, and there's exercises to do with yeah. it and stuff like that. It's really, I That's mean, it's cool. an amazing work. Right. And um, uh, Godel Escherbach is what it's called, Godel and then um, and and then you get. I think Godel becomes a character. There's some point where you realize that they're that they're using G A T C A or G T C A like like the, yeah. it's like a DNA sequence yeah. in the way they're talking. Like, there's other... I mean, it's wild. wild. But it taught me what real abstract math was.
1: Okay.
0: Right? Like, I got done with calculus. I was like, what's next? And my teacher was like, I don't know. You know, like, didn't tell me that there was this really goodwill hunting kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, like, really solving, trying to prove whatever you can and thinking very abstractly about stuff. And once I discovered that, I decided to go back to school. I decided... I saw that... I saw that I, I was gonna have basically have to program computers if I wanted to continue any sort of career, which I barely had since I dropped out. Right. But I had some jobs. And, and they were trying to train me in that. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I'm gonna do that, why not, why not go and structure my brain to be like super logical? I think that'll be good for anything I do. Yeah. And, and maybe I'll be a mathematician, maybe not. You know what I mean? There's like, maybe I'll solve some great problems in mathematics, maybe not. I learned I wasn't. I went to school with the people who were. Yeah. And, you know, I went like a guy in my returning freshman class was published in five disciplines uh, uh, as a as his first year of grad school. Wow. Uh, biology, physics, chemistry, economics and mathematics. Give it a rest,
1: Dave. <laughs> Do something for everyone else.
0: Yeah. So that guy, you know, we're getting 20s and 30s, which on the curve was a B. And he's getting 99s on that test. That's you know, like it, they, they wanted to know who he was. We were just there as background but it still was it still trained my brain to think in this way and it's probably even a little annoying for the people around me but yeah I'm systematic so that's, for sure
1: that's great for a joke writing yeah,
0: I think it can be yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely
0: I also though I I love I love the spontaneous and the yeah. throwaway yeah that joke you'll never use again yeah you know there's just for this then but it came to you and it gets a big laugh that and golden
1: it, moment, it, yeah.
0: It sets off more serotonin than it should because what's more valuable, that tiny tweak on your existing old joke that makes it more perennial, yeah. right? That's way more valuable to us. But I love that. And I, and I love seeing callers get up there and are just like, yeah. wiling,
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. I,
0: I, I respect that. And I right. want to, I probably should get more improv experience. Right? Me too. I have zero. Me too. Me too. I mean, I love a good riff
1: backstage, but sometimes it's like, you know, I, I wish I had more improvisational skills because those, the people that can really, like, bounce from joke to joke to joke to joke to joke. I'm like, bless your heart. But well, we have
0: work. that ability. We just haven't worked it out, it's sh- right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's in there. It's in there. It's always in
0: there. I just don't. Improv is like Dungeons and Dragons and sex clubs. I'd be more into it if it weren't for the other people that were into it. <laughs> In an ideal, like, I would love, like, Patton Oswalt's D&D game would be yeah. great. Or now it's becoming real trendy. There's probably some really good ones yeah. out there. But I never found a group where I wasn't like, uh. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, sex with a big room full of people is great, but you got to be the right people, right?
1: Exactly. Everyone could look like Mr. Potato Head. That's like. What Whatever. Or
0: what, maybe that's what someone wants. And that's more true. power to them. Um, uh, I mean, hey, a partner who could move their lips around their face sounds... <laughs>
1: helpful. <laughs> or could just be... F- <laughs>
0: replace their eyes with mouths that's yeah, that's great go. for an orgy yeah, right there yeah
1: that's upsetting You're we're very very very
0: too. upsetting <laughs> <laughs> i'm apologizing to anyone that's very visual right now
1: <laughs> yo last night we were just because uh i don't know what it is but we keep coming back to the room and watching pbs documentaries because i think it's just being around slot machines and like humans that yeah, enjoy you slot need, machines you need something yeah you need we're, something
0: Put on NPR. Yes. Use some big words.
1: Yes. Yeah. Read yeah. That yeah. Kind of thing. So <laughs> We're watching two sea enemies eat a dead bird, like, yeah. like Lady in the. Trampet. Tramp <laughs> and we realized we were like they're just stomachs with a sphincter, and that sphincter has teeth. Yeah. And laughed about that for 20 minutes. Oh yeah. The sphincter with teeth is terrifying.
0: Oh yeah. That's but
1: like that's like I like, mouth.
0: Yeah, I'm that's out. what we that's what we were. I mean, mm-hmm. but that's that we we evolved. You know, having yeah. two ends was a big leap. Yeah, that's bivalves right there. That was
1: bipedal locomotion. Yes. Also that, a lot yeah. of other things.
0: But like just having, <laughs> The miracle you know what I mean? of
1: evolution. Yeah. yeah,
0: we were well when we were in Alaska and we were roasting that bald eagle. <laughs> we started roasting nature. I, I have a few Instagram videos where I've been trying roasting nature roast,
1: nature. like bald ass
0: eagle. What but I then,
1: loved is you hiked a mountain in a blazer, and yeah. that was so you were like I'm a, I'm at the end of the goddamn universe right now, and I'm
0: gonna be on brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. True, and then Blazer and Trails, the concept was, so I've, I've done a few little Instagram videos.
1: That's awesome. Under the
0: Blazer and Trails brand.
1: I love that. It's, you
0: know, it's, it's a lot of work to drag a camera around, but I like, I travel a lot yeah. for my day job, and uh, I'll try and go to the zoo or do a hike wherever yeah. I go, and then I'll just make fun of some dumb caterpillar on a tree uh, or something. That's <laughs> great.
1: That is great. Yeah. I love that. What's the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in your journey? Which has been, by the way, fascinating.
0: Oh, uh, the most interesting thing I've learned about myself. By the way, are we on pace? We're doing great. We're, okay. Okay. We're doing great. we see. I'm also a clock oriented person. We're doing good. Okay, cool. Um, the most interesting thing I've learned about myself in my journey. God, I don't know. I probably, well, I hope I haven't gotten to it yet. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I can. I hope I top whatever I come up with. I
1: love it.
0: Soon, right? I would hope. And 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 look at what I'm saying. It's like now that I view comedy as a career, there are like self growth suddenly has more value.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, "Mm, ooh, would that make me better at writing or connecting with people? Maybe I should do it. But if it was just about being like a more well-rounded person, I'd be like, ah, no reason. I'm happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do I beat my comedy addiction? What's your level of self honesty?
0: Is this a separate question? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that I'd done or that one yet. Or just your level
1: of honesty. Are you, do you have more on that last question?
0: No. No, I mean, but I want to come back to it probably. It'll weave in. I guarantee that I'll weave in. It'll weave in. Um, but yeah, the point was that I'm trying to find that. I think I should yeah. be looking for that. Yeah. I think that in terms of what we can do to be more interesting, better writers and, and whatever. It's true. You know? it's, knowing, yeah. it's
1: That's truly knowing mm-hmm. who you are on stage. Yeah. It's like, what about me is you know, fascinating.
0: Well, and I don't have any, I don't have a lot of intrinsics. Okay. I'm one of these straight white males who likes talking you know okay great like that's super
1: computer brain I think that that's there, there.
0: there's something there um uh but it means yeah it means by it means I need to know what makes me different from all the other guys like me because comedy has a dearth of them yeah it just does True. and I don't think and I'm not I'm not I'm not bemoaning that I think that that's exactly what I should have to do. That's it goes be back to your realism. And yeah.
1: that's what I like about, I really enjoy that about you because there's a lot of people in the world that are like, well, I'm just straight white male and nobody wants to hear from you. And it's like, shut up be and Be better. Yeah. <laughs> shut up and take your privilege and do something with you, butt. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, but also like, it's just, again, it's 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 the market anyway. Like, you got to stand out. And if you don't stand out, why would you expect anyone to give a damn? That's and true. if someone else has an experience that they're able to communicate on stage that's different but they make it, uh, they make it relatable. Right. Then, well, of course they're more interesting. Right. No one wants to watch a documentary about your ass. Why do you think they want to hear about your, you know what I mean? Like, right. you, you, so just be, be observational and be super funny. Be sure. Be do what you do whatever right. it is you do. But we gotta, you know, I think you got some honesty of that. And you right. see people, you like, I see you see weirdos. Like I see like weirdos in comedy that are like yeah. just getting started that aren't funny yet, but except or they're never funny intentionally you know those people
1: right lovable doofuses yes yes
0: and you're just like you know and and for whatever reason like there's a kid here that everyone says casually at least is on the spectrum and I you know we're not shrinks but I don't think they're wrong Um, and and yeah if that kid ever figures out why he's funny
1: yeah it'll be great yeah because
0: it's just weird I mean it ends up but it's people are laughing and from the way he seems to take his jokes not in the reason that he thinks they are yeah anyway Okay, so self-honesty. Uh, yeah, I try...
1: Or external honesty, just
0: levels of honesty. Oh, levels of honesty. Yeah, I try to be very honest. That was always something... Um, I wasn't raised religious, but, like, that was a huge value that my mom instilled in me. I was yeah. raised by a single mom, and she just, like... Like, in fact, I...
1: Single so mom doesn't have time for your lying ass. she got to be tr- fucking on point.
0: <laughs> that's true, too. I guess, yeah, it's, it was just a pragmatic thing for yeah. her, perhaps. <laughs> But I remember when I found out Santa Claus wasn't real and accused her like that felt like the ultimate betrayal because she had lied to me. You know what I mean? And she was like, "No, I said the spirit of Santa Claus is real." I'm like, "Nah, you knew it. You knew how I was taking it." You know, Uh, third grade teacher in Catholic school told the whole class that. What? Oh my God! I mean, maybe five people knew. Maybe five people (laughs) knew, and the rest started Uh, uh, crying, and I just was angry.
1: Your false god isn't real. Praise Jesus be She sad. was she
0: was no one liked it. She yeah. that was she was she wasn't a nun. She was like the I, I had I had nun no wait, no maybe she was. I think she yeah, I had nun first grade, and third grade, not second grade. Or kindergarten, not first grade, second grade. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh Sister Teresa, I think she was. But, I love it. Um love it. Well, So yeah, I've always tried to be. There's yeah. like an okay Cupid question that's like, how often do you tell the truth? And one one option is always. And the next one is whenever possible, which implies that always is when it's not possible. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, I, so I, of course, I put a little comment explaining my reasoning, because that's me, if you haven't figured that out yet. Uh, And I put, you know, whenever possible. And I'll lie, like, to authority figures to get out of trouble when I think it's bullshit.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'll tell some conveniently watered-down versions of things for social niceties.
1: Honestly without compassion is brutality. Sure. Oh great! Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true too. It's easy to do in stand-up because sometimes, like, you don't want to break that lovable doofus's heart. Yeah, I, I get upset when people say like, "Well, that person's not funny," and it's like you don't know that. No, yeah. you don't know if they're the, You don't know if they've reached their full potential yet, so you don't get to judge.
0: And I hear about so many great yeah. people say, "I didn't." I've heard people say, "I didn't get a laugh for three years or something." I don't know what yeah. kept them going, but. You know, because that, that wouldn't have worked for me the way I'm talking about it. But again, yeah. I also got started, I'm 41, I got started five and a half years ago. So again, I'm coming in late.
1: Yeah, coming you know late. Um, the game.
0: Yeah. So, wait, okay, here's an anecdote. And I'm going to try and not just run this as a bit and make it more just the story. Sure. But um, Catholic School Kindergarten, I'm not baptized. Okay. okay. So like we had mass and I didn't, like I, I had to stay in my seat while everyone else got, they like did fake communion. Because yeah, they, like, they weren't, they weren't. They weren't whatever the thing is called. Yeah. First communion yeah. hadn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So but they gave him the dull Jesus NECO wafer and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything like that. And but for some reason that didn't signal me out. Like I wasn't teased because of that. I was teased for lots of other reasons, but I wasn't yeah. teased because of that. And I um, yeah. but I remember the first day of school, they told us about Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: And that he was awesome. Yeah. We were like word. And they and they died for our sins. Sure. And that he wasn't, he had never sinned. And when you like, most of the sins aren't in your wheelhouse when you're a five year old. Yeah. Adultery and murder and stuff. Yeah. So they were like Jesus never lied. Okay. Okay. Which actually is apparently a thing. I did. not I, I literally. Interesting. I, like literally, I questioned when I thought back to that memory. Is that even a thing? They never lied. Yeah, it is. He's never bared false witness or told a falsehood. No falsity left his lips or something. It says that yeah. in the Bible. And and it's
1: so chill. He could always
0: tell the truth. Well, and the yeah, and the kids were <laughs> understandably like, whoa. I was not, because I, to my knowledge, had never lied. Like, that's how level, like, at age five, I, as far as I know, I had never lied. Yeah. And I, the first question I ever asked in kindergarten was, how old was Jesus when he died? Yeah. Because I wanted to know if I could break the record. <laughs> it was a real thing that I had in my head that I was like, I mean, they're going off on how great he is, and that this yeah. is why, or part of why. Yeah. And I was like, I got this, I got a streak going. <laughs>
1: you're gonna keep it
0: going. That's great. So, um, so yeah, I still, I'll, I'll, I, I try to be as honest yeah. as possible. I, I feel like I've gotten worse at it, though. Good. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten more. I think at some point you're just like, oh, it'd be a hassle to tell the truth here. If it's again, if it's honesty without compassion, sometimes there's some there's a lazy level of compassion. Because there's also, again, I think it is cruel to say good set to someone every time and to bolster people that are going down a bad path. But if I don't... Also, me being honest with them, though, it would it'd be cruel to just do it without... T- yes. Being in the right position, being the type of friend that they want to hear that from. What
1: I will say to somebody is keep working on that premise. Okay. Or like...
0: <laughs> just, it, it, but that's a little backhanded being like, that's not a joke yet, it's a premise? Yeah, or I'll a, yeah, be like, yeah, yeah
1: keep working on that premise. There's something there. Yeah, it's yeah. It's got legs. Yeah. It's got legs is a nice thing to say to somebody, and it's true. Now, yeah. sometimes... Nothing they've said has legs, and you're just like, okay, you just nod your head, you keep pushing, you know what I mean? Open mics have a billion weirdos at it, so you got to conserve your energy.
0: <laughs> I've so seen, like, I've seen people post that they run into someone famous who just dropped in a mic or something like that, and they go, oh, they said they love my premise. Like, you know, someone who's clearly, like, I yeah. know what words they said, and the person takes it more as like, but what's that do? This inspires them to work hard.
1: Yeah. It's an adequate. And again, I have no idea how
0: people get funny. I, I you know I mean how many people have you seen the full path of? We've seen some, right? Yeah. Whatever Mike scenes we've done. Yeah. We've seen the full path. I haven't seen someone be like brutally unfunny for a long time and then get funny. Yeah. But that can happen apparently. Yeah. i am more I I, I, I think I've more seen the very funny people like start off like this person's got something. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that seems to happen much. Yeah. Some people just stand out. Other people grind their way there. Yeah. But I feel like the funniest people do tend to stand out early. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But
0: again, let me just say, not all comics. I, I have no idea. Right? Far be it for me to go, like, quit, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to hear you complaining, I guess, sure. either. <laughs> well,
1: what's one thing about yourself you like to change?
0: Ah. Uh. Oh, I need. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, what I... It's funny because if I say I'd like to change it, why the fuck aren't I doing it? You know what I mean? If yeah. someone tells me I'd like to change this, like, which, how much would you like to? Because if you're not taking any effort toward it, so I, I hope what I come up with would be something Can I just I'm working drop on. Guys,
1: off to you to like really drill that into their head. <laughs> That's like some <laughs> real shit. That's a lot. Don't. It's something shit.
0: I, 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 well, I. do, I do consulting, and we tell it to executives. They say like.
1: We'd this like stuff this
0: stuff's common this stuff's common sense well then why aren't you doing it right like the kind of the, the guidelines we give them or like or we want to change do you do you because it's gonna it's gonna actually involve change it's not gonna involve renaming the way you work now and just calling it something different it's gonna involve actual change it's gonna take effort and you have my
1: dream it. job when i was in corporate environments you have my dream job because, it's cathartic because, because I'm, the, I'm the type of person where i'm like can we solve a problem oh you don't oh me talking about solving the problem is the problem oh okay cool exactly and and, and in
0: fact that's what's great about it is literally
1: my desk at myself this isn't gonna work
0: (laughs) a lot of what i'm saying is what i would have said if i was a first hire a new hire and just anyone outside the system sees the bullshit and people just go that's the way it is and then after a year you become another person who tells the new hire that's the way it is
1: right
0: uh but they're paying me so they listen to me and I remember hearing that that's what a consultant was like back in the day, and I kind of just, I fell into this and I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, but what do I want to improve by myself? Uh, I need to I be more um, trying to think what the word is. I need to be less self-centered. I'm in my own head.
1: Giving.
0: Yeah, I definitely need more, well, no, I need to like keep other people in my head more than like I, it's self-centered is different from conceited. Yeah. I'm not walking around going like everything's great and you're crushing yeah. Alex and you're awesome. I'm I'm hard on myself, right. but I'm really focused inward a lot, and it means that I'm inconsiderate sometimes. I think it means that I can be. Uh, it's easy for me to just not think of some of the people in my life as yeah. often as I should. Yeah. Um, I need to let them occupy more headspace. Okay. I mean, I'm fine. Like I do like you know we're sitting here talking yeah, yeah, and we yeah. hung out for the whole for the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. trip and everything. But like uh, for the whole Alaska before you die, and I, and I seem like a, a good, yeah. decent person and everything, right? Yeah. But um, uh, if you start, if, if, if we have like a close relationship and you start expecting too much from me, you're gonna get let down sometimes. I yeah. think that's that's, think what, that's what I'm getting and at.
1: Experience, and I think it's it's entirely like humble and noble to be a aware of it and b wanna like wanna improve it. But
0: that's my question: Is how much do I want to improve it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, no, it
0: bites me in the ass sometimes. And, uh, and, and when it does, that's... I mean, and, and, and good for the people who have made me... Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm open. I mean, you know, we're friends. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. But I had, I, had someone, I had someone who I'd seen in another city and met, like, a couple years ago, and then we got together again, and I was really excited to see her. And, like, after the first night of hanging out, she was like... You ask me zero things about me. You know I'm leaving, but you don't even know where I'm going or where my job is. And I don't want to have to train you to, like, care about me. And here's the thing. I find her, literally, I when I was like, oh, I'm going to get to see her again. I found her. I was like, she's fascinating. She's really interesting. And that was in my head. But then we started talking about what I had going on. And I just. You just went for it. I yeah.
1: just go. And it's because yeah.
0: I'm in my head. You want, you want the inside to be out? I'll talk about it. Wow. so what a,
1: I, I appreciate her honesty in that really. oh yeah that's, i know that's a hard also, thing to
0: do just verifies more that she's cool and interesting and i'm sad about no, <laughs> well, if
1: you're listening
0: to this give alex a call he wants to know things about you <laughs> no, no i do oh my god I'll I'll, I'll I'll give her a while and i'll hit her up and if i'm oh. where she is next I'll, I'll well i gotta actually work on it between now and then yeah there you go
1: She'll, I guarantee if you work on it, she'll appear. Well this, this
0: format is not about that though. I'm actually supposed to be talking about me. This is, <laughs> right? yeah, this is,
1: yeah, don't feel self so that's, so that's a place, anyway. that, that's
0: definitely a place I need to, I, I, I need to grow a hundred percent. Okay. And it's, it's not like I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not cruel or anything about that. It's yeah. just people will be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. A little bit, you know, for good reason.
1: What's your experience of forgiveness?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, I'm trying to think of people that I haven't forgiven. I struggle with it as just a general concept. I feel like especially now.
1: It doesn't seem like, you don't strike me as a resentment holding person. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feed into the practicality aspect.
0: No, but, but, it's a big world, Yes. and I got, and, and, and one thing is like I've got no reason, I've got no reason to forgive some people. Like, you know, why take another chance on some people? True. You know what I mean? Like, especially in small communities, college was a very small community, and people who weren't part of it would kind of hang around because it was fun, and if someone screwed up, I'd be, people would be like, oh no, we can't kick them off campus, I was like, why not? yeah like why not like the why why give them even three strikes when it's like i i let's protect our community you know what i mean
1: yeah
0: and it's and it's the aforementioned person yeah. um was yeah. has, has like stopped i walked by him on the street the other night and he stopped and tried to please his, plea his case to me and i'm like i before this i'd never heard anything good about you man and i got no reason to ever want to work <laughs> with you you steal jokes he's a jo- he's a known joke thief yeah. even it's his rough. best friends say that yeah. you know i heard him just the other night say a joke that comes from Thomas Easter, who doesn't even particularly write good jokes, Thomas. Um, <laughs> or it, this one wasn't that great. And it sent, you know, and, and he, yeah, I actually posted about him. I, I was like, I was like, um, a set from this guy is like jazz. It's, it's about the Thomas Easter jokes he doesn't tell. Uh, <laughs> Love that. Because they were like on the road for a while, so I heard a couple of his in yeah. there for sure. Um, anyway. Now, 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 savvy detectives can figure out who this person is. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I anyway,
0: I mean, I'll just—it's not like I won't talk. I definitely about it
1: was just I, I have this way of in a social situation, just sort of like. Acknowledging an entity, like, knowing an entity is there, but just, like, not really acknowledging it. And if that person wants to approach me. It was a very interesting moment last night of being like, what do I say? Hello, Assaulter. Like, what do you say to somebody in that situation? Like, oh, hello, you assaulted two of my friends.
0: Yeah, I'm never going to bring anything up. (laughs) I'm never, I I don't think there's any reason, you know, the club club is, a a club is sacred ground. Exactly. And so you take your beef outside of it. Good point. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, some people will use that also against you. Right. Right? And be like, oh, you have to be cordial to me in this setting. Yeah, and and if, and if that gets that way, then you talk to them outside and you're like, avoid me, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, okay? Or we're gonna I have know, we have nothing to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So, but, but overall, I think there's an interesting question going on with cancel culture and a lot of other things about what yes. does forgiveness mean? And especially when we have... An entire like, fucked up prison system. Yeah. What does forgiveness mean there?
1: It's true.
0: I mean, because the way cancel culture acts, and I'm and, and I'm not trying to justify any of the horrible fucking things that people have done.
1: Yeah,
0: no. And I'm saying I grapple with this. I mean, people commit real fucking crimes, and they're supposed to pay their debt to society.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Some people have just expressed something that means they're probably a bad person inside, and yeah. they're like, "You don't deserve to have any job." Right, right, right. And it's like, it's like I get part of that. Yeah. But what is? I feel like we gotta give someone a blueprint to becoming a better person, or something. Well, and
1: this this kind of leads to the the ninth question here, and it's really about apology. What is the most interesting apology you've given? And I think the antidote, the evolution that cancel culture, that where we'll get away from cancel culture and also get away from people just getting a pat on the hand for egregious behavior is a constructive amends. Yes. And the amends process is different than just an apology. It's I acknowledge that I fucked up. I want to make it right. How can I make it right? And then you do the fucking thing. And eventually that forgiveness happens. But I, I think that like that is that's a um, a thing that we're kind of missing. And we're and it's 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 a bummer to miss it from our heroes. It's a bummer to not see it from our heroes.
0: So like I said, I mean the thing that really and I loved Eddie Murphy's Raw and Delirious. I mean those are really right. the first thing. But you watch that, that's barely stand up in a way almost. He's like yeah. from another it's a, from another planet still. Yeah. Like the the end level of energy, the rock star bravado that comes out of those, I'm like, what is this? It's nuts. When even in I mean, that's why I saw it as first as a kid. But but really, it was Louis and it was Dave Chappelle, right? Mm-hmm. And so Louis had been, if you, you know, I mean, especially when I wasn't doing comedy. If you asked me who's your favorite comedian, I wouldn't. I, the only reason I wouldn't have named him is because he became too popular, and it was like an empty answer a little bit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, I can quote his jokes. Yeah. His, his television show is important to me. I yeah. do get a guy who died, and that third season finale like blew my mind.
0: So, so let me say a few things about apology. One, I'll admit that his initial written apology, which I'd now call a mea culpa, yeah. because he never said I'm sorry. My brain missed the he never saying I'm sorry thing, and I read that, and I just was like, how well written very well written very thoughtful like I thought like good job not like oh you're clear in any way not, yeah. not in any way like that yeah. but I'm saying I was like wow what a well written thing and really even thinking like if I had somehow ever been in that position like I feel like I would be lucky to write something that well. and then people like didn't say it was sorry because these other problems I was like oh you're right and I have blind spots you know what I mean when I saw the kind of edited version of it my
1: heart is just so warm. Blind spots. That's, I think that's what we all just need to be aware of, our blind spots. And it should be an acceptable thing to say, you know what? I have blind spots. Thank should. You should. for pointing that
0: out. And cop to it. And So it. so then he gets back on stage, right? After however long. And there was a big discussion yeah. all over Facebook amongst comedians and fans and everything, of Everyone's course. freaking course, out. Going, what the fuck or not what the fuck or whatever. Right. And I still know, I know a lot of women who are like, he didn't do really anything wrong. Like, I know, like, like not yeah. not. Com- female comedians, right. really, but I know a lot of just comedy fans who are yeah. like, was it really that bad? And I'm like, I don't know how. I think, I think would... the
1: thing to say to them is this. Imagine if your boss got entirely naked and had a hard-on in front of you. Yeah. That's exactly how it would be. I
0: think some of them didn't read the details also. Either, yeah. Either. I, I think, I mean, I think it it some people didn't read the full article and, right. and know really the details.
1: Entirely naked. Bloat. That is it's a lot it's a lot of things. that's because yes. you're just taking in like this this sort of again potato shaped man a potato shaped man covered in freckles coming out looking dead in the eye <laughs>
0: and
1: so you're just taking that in and then you're like oh my god a dick like, remember, <laughs> remember remember remember
0: um, I was a huge Pee Wee Herman fan as a kid huge huge i did
1: like me and I, my dad used to watch it together every saturday with pots
0: and pans in our hand. i had a, a babysitter that kind of hated me and i remember her asking who my idol was And i said peter herman and i now know the look on her face was some type of homophobia this <laughs> is what she was calling me in her head there was a it's word that begins with an f that she was calling me in her head i think now um but i <laughs> um i didn't know what her reaction was she was like real conservative yeah anyway. And that's, I think, her view of that. Not all
1: babysitters should be around babies. Yeah, well, her (laughs) husband,
0: like, looking in on the boys, all changing, so where the (laughs) fuck's that going? Anyway, (laughs) strange memories from the 80s. So, um, I was an older kid, so I noticed this and was like, you know. Anyway, I digress. Pee-wee got caught in the theater masturbating. Yes. And that is what the press said at the time that came out I did not know that there were theaters where men just went to masturbate I literally thought he whipped it out of The little mermaid or something and when people th- were talking about Louis and being like oh they could just run out I'm like okay imagine you're at the arc light and yeah. you know how they have the kid come out and go hey everybody welcome to the Simpsons movie or whatever we're gonna do this. you know they have like a, a person in a red coat come out uh, at yeah. some of the theaters in LA and other yeah. places Imagine said though, like, we have a guest speaker without Louis C.K. And he gets up there and goes, hey, everybody, you mind if I masturbate? And then without waiting a beat, just starts going for it. Who the fuck would get up and run out? Right. In fact, how many of you would, how many people would sit there if it seemed like it was going to finish quickly and they wanted to see the damn Avengers premiere? Right. Would just sit through it. Does that mean that they consented to it? Fucking no. Yeah. Right. No, and actually Pee Wee was just in a place where that's what men did, that's and he shouldn't have been fucking. And they, it was a, and it was a, and it was a homophobic raid. If, so fuck that also.
1: Yeah, if society had just been chill in that moment, yeah, we but people, avoided so like I'm looking. The I'm press watching, wasn't
0: going to mention that. I know. I <laughs> a lot of stuff about the '90s right now, yeah.
1: and it's '80s and '90s, and it's yeah. blowing my mind how that how the blowback from those social reactions is now shaping
0: 2019. Oh, oh wait, wait till we start getting deep into the Anita Hill hearings. Oh no, you watched.
1: Lorena on Amazon Prime yet? I
0: didn't watch that, no. Oh well no, we did no, sorry. No, oh well you want to hear something crazy. John Bobbitt lives here. Oh I know. We did yeah. a roast. By we I mean the some Vegas comedians did a roast. Now, to be fair, he got called a rapist repeatedly during that roast and was and, and, and was every angry. Last
1: word of it. And that's good. Yeah. Okay, that's I mean, good because I was like, super fucking uncomfortable.
0: He's a piece he's I mean, a piece of garbage. Let me also just say the man looks like a rotting pumpkin now, um, and he is, like, in a hover-round scooter with the gout or something, oh, bless and he father. got paid in 12 $1 beers for that roast. So, it's not like things are going great for Mr. John Bobber. Oh, you know what? If that's any, if that's any consolation to anybody yeah. in terms of justice in the world. Never. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's not fucking weird? No, one of the guys, there's another guy in the community who uh, is one of the originators of bum fights. He's one of the guys in the mirror. It's Vegas. I, I mean, that's. I mean, like you're like you're like how how sleazy could things get? And actually, this guy's a nice guy when well, I've interacted with yeah. him. But like, come on. Blizzard. Bomb fights. Blizzard. He's a ban- bail bondsman. I mean, I think he's just had a weird. That's I mean, crazy. I can see how he lived, lived in a life where he just like thought that that was moral at all <laughs> or that's something. Crazy. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. I never watched a bum fight or anything, but it seems real bad to me. Anyway, um, so I, I digress. Uh, we were talking about. Apologies yes. and Louis and all that stuff. So, someone, so when we were having that conversation about should he be on stage again, uh, people were saying, well, why not? And I said, because he's done nothing. And they're like, oh, well, what should he do? And I'm like, well, it's not my place to say. But if I he were should, to guess.
1: In my opinion, issue a full amends, act, like, do exactly what I outlined, and then cut a gigantic check to rain. And then lay low, low
0: that's all he had to do. Or go ask the ask the women in his life who, who aren't like who haven't completely dropped him yeah. to say yeah, for other ideas on what to do. He's a very he's a very smart and creative director and producer. Start some projects that he's completely at a distance on. Yeah. Put, give money to women in comedy because he ruined his manager allegedly against his like, without him knowing yeah. ruined careers
1: create create a scholarship fund for women in comedy
0: all sorts of that stuff yeah and then lot, and then maybe you, you can it. start saying what would make you feel safe for me coming back into these spaces
1: yeah
0: and and look if he's the only one at a comedy club like like if, if like whatever he's in Cincinnati or something yeah. this weekend or some shit yeah. right okay and people want to go see him and people know who, they, who he is and what they're getting into. And he's not gonna be in a green room with like women or anything like that. Yeah. And the staff knows, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. precaution because there's like amends and then there's protection of the community, right? And it. neither of those things seem to have any effort put toward him, I didn't hear about it. Yeah. I didn't hear about, he, I mean, he wasn't open so no, about going through that. therapy or anything like yeah. that. And if anything, from the little bit we've heard of his stand-up, it sounds like he's doubling down a little bit. And that's just really disappointing. And the real heartbreaking thing when he said heroes and stuff, his comedy was amazing because it was honest. In a world where the world changed when we started talking about jizz openly. And yep. it was Clinton and Lewinsky that, that started that. All of a sudden that could be like a water cooler discussion. Could yeah. have a, a jizz joke. And that was not something we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And even in that post and all the other post South Park, post everything. Um, Louis said some very simple things that were still shocking and brutally honest. Yeah. And I thought that that's what his comedy was about. And then to have this thing that he's denied and covered up for so fucking long. Uh was was like, fuck you dude. So Okay, we're gonna well. lightning
1: round the last Okay, question.
0: sorry. Okay. No, no, you don't have to apologize. I
1: got here super late. I was having issues this morning. So here we go.
0: Yeah. How do you maintain your Zen on a day-to-day basis? Uh, it, it it is, it's it's maintaining my ex my expectations. Uh-huh. I mean I don't mean I I I, I, I guess short term angry, but I mean really stubbing my toe is what makes me flip out. Not like disappointments in life usually. I know, that's great. And uh, take a moment. Take a moment when you when you need to okay. realize realize when you're in a realize when you're in, when you need a Snickers or whatever. Yes. And sometimes okay. literally have a peanut M M&M. and M.
1: Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Evaluate your physical condition. With
0: my job coaching people and stuff, I become a conduit for their stress a bit, and yeah. I have to. But when it, let's put it this way, being a better person, being considerate. When it's my job. i'm my best person when i'm coaching these teams and it's my job to be considerate of people because then i do it but then well yeah that's not an all if you're like dating me though and you're like well why is it make make this your fucking job alex
1: yeah yeah i have those moments with my dude where i'm like i have to be this kind of person all day i just need you to like and that's a reasonable don't make thing me to work ask. Right now. That's a
0: reasonable <laughs> thing to ask as well. That's true too. Right? But yeah. You have you only have a certain well of emotional work. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What is your experience of a higher power? God, no god, math.
0: Yeah, I don't articles. think uh, I feel like I was pretty young when I when I I was like, well, I don't think any of the religions are right. You know what I mean? I call myself agnostic. Okay because mathematically I can't prove and it's not possible to prove there's no God. But that's a very different thing. That's sort of like Bill Maher's thing in Religious. That's what he says, yeah. right? Um, but I literally know people that are like, oh, I'm agnostic because I can't prove that the God I think is real is real. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still some gut in there in terms of decision-making. When we said there's got to be something. Even mathematics, like, you have to have an interest in something that you then want to prove.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But I remember working on a problem set and that's all you're doing in math is yeah. proving things right you're writing yeah. a proof for your district and I remember talking to uh, an upperclassman who was helping us out with it going and, and I, I didn't even say this my, my friend said it, he was like I, I can't prove this but I, I believe it's true okay. and he said well why the fuck would you believe it's true if you can't prove it mm-hmm. like in mathematics there's no reason to have a. Yeah. you know what I mean like, like what, what makes you believe it you, you maybe have some yeah. avenues that you can go down yeah. uh, so there is some gut there
1: Interesting. I love it what is one thing you would like to tell somebody just like you in the
0: world? And that's the last question. Okay.
1: This has been great, by the way. Well,
0: thank you. This has been great for me. These are not things I... Again, I'm self-centered, but not introspective.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is going to make you a
0: great good fantastic comedian. <laughs> yeah, right? I think so. Right? Because I, 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 I have to remain this flawed, fucked up person to have things to talk about, don't I? You're <laughs> I, I know. I know, I know. I know. That's, that's, that's got to be a bad uh, behavior or way it's, to think of it. It's exhausting things. to watch it on stage
1: when people yeah. are just like, well, I'm fucked up. This is the way it's going
0: to be. And it's like, all right, well, you're going to be boring in about five minutes. Yeah. So... Um, Sorry, what was that again? Tell someone.
1: Just like
0: you? Oh, honestly, contrary to a lot of this stuff, maybe start expecting more from yourself. Good. I think I have. I've got most of the privileges, except for you know I grew up kind of poor. Yeah. I mean, um, no dad in my life, but honestly, from what I've seen, that's kind of a crapshoot anyway, and maybe wow. I'm better off. You know, (laughs) a great, a great mom might be better than uh, with a dad that's shitty and then divorce and whatever. So, um, yeah, I think I should, I I mean, I push myself pretty hard, but I I should be trying to help the world. Um, I'd like to also say alongside that, I think something that's going on in culture right now too often is people with privilege instead of using it to bridge gaps um, in social conversations yeah. in conversations about justice and what's right and wrong yeah in society um, they sort of learn what's right and wrong and then go around pointing fingers like I would never tell someone who's oppressed to tolerate to like oh well you've got to hear your oppressor out you know to hear their side of things but Instead of me being like, I just learned that this is bad, and now you, other white person, you're doing this bad thing. Like you're a bad yeah. person. I should be trying to help them learn too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and and that's and that's the burden that my privilege should come with. Rather than the little serotonin boost you get from like enforcing the rules that you often just goddamn learned three months ago because your Facebook feed's different from this other person's Facebook feed and their Facebook feed told them white privilege is bullshit and mine gave me a bunch of cool cartoons to explain it or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and I so someone that's in my position and something that I've something that I've learned over the past few years as as I watch this stuff happen, yeah. I think has been I should be using that effort and that privilege to put in the emotional work and if you run into a fucking brick wall you do some of these people just don't want to hear yeah. it and fuck them yeah. you know what i mean i hope they just go away yeah but we've got to salvage some of some some of these people have to be savable yeah some of these people that just are like are are, are on the because everything's so partisan on the hats are, are picked aside yeah. and i hope they're very weakly on that side but yeah. I mean, you see these people going around like, this guy befriended KKK members and flipped them around, you know, and people can change. Yeah. And again, I'm not telling anyone that's got someone being shitty to them to to, to take that abuse or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm saying that if you're in a position, uh, be better about talking to your friends that are around you when they're shitty, even when no one's in earshot that it could hurt. I don't yeah. know.
1: That's awesome. This has been great. When I come back to town, we're gonna have another sit down. This is okay. really one of the best episodes I've ever recorded. are You serious? Yes. do You say that to everyone?
0: Does no, she say that? To... I don't. Hit me up on Twitter at justalexcomedy and tell me if she says that to everyone because I I can't listen to all the podcasts. Ah, where else can people <laughs> find you? Um, yeah, I'm barely on Twitter actually. Okay. Facebook Facebook is 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 better. Like okay. follow my actual main page, Alex okay. Just Alex. I've got the Facebook fan page that okay. I put. So the, the, the posts that do well, I put on there. I have an Instagram. Okay. Um, I put things to the Instagram. Well, all my jokes, I put text. I don't like putting okay. screenshots. I did that for a bit and learned that that's cheesy. To, yeah. yeah. But it's all at JustAlexComedy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Instagram, all Same the things are under that. Website, JustAlexComedy.com. Amazing. And you yeah. can
1: find me at Anna Instagram, on Instagram. You can also find me on com. This podcast. You can reach us at Twelve Cube Pod, and please listen to all the Unpops podcasts, including Through which is my other podcast. Anyway, this is how we end. Yeah. Around, ending round uh, ending. Alex, nobody's told you this today, I love you. Aw, And if you're you. listening to this and nobody's
0: told you this today, we love you. We, we love you. I mean, very abstractly in a sense, because yeah, I don't know who you yeah, are, but I love, yeah, you. love, yeah. You, spirit, love
1: you. Yeah, love Yeah, that's cool. I'm down with that. <laughs> okay. I'm down with that <laughs> use of the word
0: love. Not a word I say often in other contexts. I uh, just broke your computer
1: brain. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye.